Right now, it's Perry and Shauna Replay from 89.3 Moody Radio. Paula Jausch is with us. She is an award-winning author and speaker. Her book is called Cross Addicted. I've read it. It is fantastic. What I love about your book, Paula, is that it is this, um, I feel like as you tell your story, you just... You're so good at inviting people into seeing where God was there every step of the way and inviting them to see God in their own story. And you also kind of create a pathway for others to follow who've had similar experiences. So love your book. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. Just to piggyback on that really quick. Yeah. If I was going to write a book, it was like, okay, God, if you're going to get me through this, I will explain in detail to help others get out. Yeah, and you goal. did that. You did that so well. Paula, I'm so glad that you're here this morning. Thank you for taking the time to come out at Darko 30 and be with us. We've had you on the show many times, so this is yes. a comfortable seat for you, I hope, at this <laughs> point is. in the game. So we got to be together on Saturday. We did, and it was amazing. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Just women were shipping together. And um, that's one of the things I want to talk about today, just making sure you have a place to land mm-hmm. and a community to support you, right? Yeah. But I know we were both speakers at this event, but wasn't it beautiful that we could just sit and worship mm-hmm. God and all get filled? And learn from each other. Like mm-hmm. I, I, That's one of the things I so enjoy about speaking at women's conferences is that yes. I get to hear other speakers and I get to learn. So I, I get to share what God's given me, but I also get to receive oh, yeah. from the other speakers. Oh, when I was driving there, the Lord's like, Come open and learn and don't ever think you've arrived. That's what yeah, I heard from him. Right. Yeah. And it was a busy weekend. And so this is such a great lead into the conversation we're going to have today. Because we, we want to talk about mm-hmm. burnout. Oh, yes. What it means, what, it, what it's, you know, we've all been at a point where we feel like we're in over our head. How did we get there? How do we climb out of that spot and, yeah. and yeah. burnout? What is, uh, what has equipped you to be able to have this conversation about burnout? Well, the end of 2019, my book released and it really started getting out there in like 2020, 2021. And then 2022 was my busiest year last year. I mean, and I'm excited and I'm like saying yes to all these speaking engagements and I'm traveling. But you know what else? I was a mom. I'm a Mm -hmm. chef. I'm a taxi. um, I clean the house. And Shauna, it got like... I would wake up and be like, what day is this? Mm. I would have to look and say, what speaking engagement is it? Or what sport event is it? Like, it was scary. I felt like I was spinning. So mm. after last year, Paul, like I got done with last year, I just sat and I was like, I can't do that again. Mm-hmm. I cannot do that again. And it really made me to look at my priorities. Mm-hmm. What are my priorities in life? And what are my priorities now in the now season? Yeah. So let's talk about how to avoid burnout. Mm-hmm. First of all, what was the um, what was the awareness that that you were there, that you were at burnout, that that you weren't managing or stewarding in the opportunities? Well, how did how did you come to awareness of that? Was it slow or did you just have like a moment? <clears throat> the scariest thing, I wasn't having my quiet time with God. Mm-hmm. Now, if your cup is empty, what can you pour from? Yeah. And literally, I was so busy, Shauna, I was having to give that up. And that was a huge warning sign for me Mm. because when I spend that time with God and I get filled, that's where the overflow goes into my children, to my husband and into my speaking engagements Mm -hmm. and into my writing and in my podcasting. And so towards the end of the year, I was giving from an empty cup. So if you're giving from empty cup, you're going to feel empty. Oh, yeah. And exhaustion can lead to depression. 
It's not, it, it may not be actually depression, but you will feel that way. Mm. And we have the opportunity to live. I mean, God doesn't want us to burn out. He wants us to live by the fruit of the Spirit. I've got to tell you, last weekend, I was in California. I had flown out there for, I'd been flown out there for a speaking engagement that was going to happen on Monday night. Got in on Friday, immediately went to the studio and started recording podcasts with my sister for this new ministry that we got started. So we we filmed three podcasts, video and audio, mm-hmm. on Friday. Um, Saturday, we had like a three-hour photo shoot. Um, Sunday was a family day and church. We also reviewed some of the pictures on Sunday. Monday, back in the studio, recording more podcasts. Monday night, back at the event, speaking at the event. Tuesday morning, back at the studio. It was so much. Yeah. And I realized that by the time I was flying home, I was kind of like, what just happened? Like almost like I didn't have clear yeah. memories of the entire weekend because yeah. of the mental capacity yeah. that it took to yeah. do everything that we did. Sometimes we just don't know what that is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like what is going to lead to overwhelm and burnout? And yeah, yeah I just, I mean, this is fresh because I just went through it. Well, it sounds super familiar, Shauna, because that's, you just explained exactly how my year was last year. Yeah. But that's what made me stop and made me pause and say, no, I can't do this anymore. Because in the moment you're like hyper-focused, you have all this energy and you're going and you're going and you're going, but you do not really realize what it's doing to your body. Mm-hmm. And so- being in that state of back-to-back speaking engagements, family things, Mm -hmm. whatever it may be, it really made me stop and pause and say, how can I get that rest time in? Because Mm -hmm. I believe that God designed us that we need to stop and pause and fill our cup. And it's with Him. It's resting in Him. You know, I don't think anybody should ever live in that state of constantly go, go, go. It's not good for our health. Right. I mean, let's talk about Sabbath. Yeah. God exactly. created Sabbath for a reason. And exactly. there's there are all kinds of rules and regulations with Sabbath that had that at one point felt restricting, you know, which is where, you know, Jesus says, Did God make man for the Sabbath yeah. or the Sabbath for man, right? Yeah. So there's there's some confusion in that, but there's also just such a blessing in that. It's there not is. meant to be restrictive. It is meant to be yeah. life-giving. Absolutely. I'll share just this one little thing. My yeah. 15-year-old started reading his Bible. Sunday, I'm like, usually like, son, you need to get your chores done. He's like, mom, God created the heaven and the earth it was for six days and the seventh day is rest. Today is my rest day. Mm. So the Bible says I'm supposed to rest. I'll do my chores tomorrow. Oh, good for him. <laughs> Giving it I to like, mom. Oh, whatever. <laughs> You're like, okay, the chores will get done on Monday. That's good. Yeah. God's desire for you because he loves you. God's desire for you is to rest. And there are rhythms of rest that he invites us into, not just weekly, daily rhythms, even seasonal rhythms that we get to just pull away and be with the Lord. And that's that's his goodness to you. That is his gift to you. I got to tell you, there was a time I was homeschooling four children. I was leading worship like every other week at our church. I was so overwhelmed and I started to have this pain in my wrists, my elbows, my knees and my ankles and didn't know what was wrong with me. So I went to the doctor and, you know, they did a thorough checkup and he's like, I think you're stressed. I think it's I wanted to punch him in the face. (laughs) I, I, I literally wanted like some kind of a 
diagnosis that had a pill or something. I was like, and and then he told me I was stressed and I needed to lighten my load. I'm like, well, which one of my four children are you going to take care of for me? You know what I mean? Like, what do you do when you're, you're, you're over booked, you're overstressed and you know, something's got to change. How do you identify yeah. your priorities and how do you identify where to start to make a change? Right. First of all, I have to say, I love the fact that your doctor said, hey, Sean, I think this is stress because most doctors will miss that. And our body is the number one thing that will speak to us. Mm. I'm talking, you know, when people say they have gut issues or they have migraines or they're having aches in their body, they never take time to look at their life and their circumstances, which is usually mostly the thing that is causing them to feel mm. that way. Like if you're feeling exhausted or if you're feeling depressed, it's usually because your life is spinning out of control. And that's where I found myself last year, Shauna, just with my children, my husband, my family, grandchildren, speaking, writing, all these things. And it really made me to sit down with God and say, okay, what are my priorities now? Because you can't have 20 top priorities. At the most, Mm. you should have three. At the most, because here's why. If you're given like 5% 5% to this, 5% to this, 5% to this. You're not really giving your all to mm-hmm. anything. And so I had to recognize what is my now season. I have three adult children and I have a 15-year-old. He's a teenager where it's the most pivotal point in his life where he's starting to learn out who he is, understand his identity. I need to make sure his foundation is strong before he leaves my house. So my time with God, my time with my family, my time with my son, getting him to sports, Those were my three top priorities and just being okay with that Mm -hmm. and knowing that all the other things that I wanted to do, that God was going to take care of that. They would be there when I'm done with these top priorities, you know? Yeah. Were they obvious to you? Did you like, did you, okay, so you realized you needed to identify priorities. Did you just sit down and go, okay, what are my priorities? Or was it something that had to be worked out with you and the Lord over time? Like, what did that look like for you? Absolutely. It had to be worked out with me and God, you know, and actually he allowed me to do it my way at first. That was Mm -hmm. 2022. It was like, I put the cart before the horse, Mm -hmm. so to speak, speaking, writing, podcasting, you know, lunch date with girlfriends, shopping, all these things. And it left me a little bit of time for my family, my child. Yeah. Time with my husband, time with God, which should have been before all those things. Is it almost like when everything is a priority, nothing is? Yes. I mean, that's kind of what it sounds like when I hear you say, just run in to do all the things. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're just you're what does it talk about in Ecclesiastics? It felt like chasing the wind. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, and now not that I'm perfect, but now that I've identified my priorities and I'm able to keep those right in front of me. I feel like there's more focus. Mm. I feel like I'm getting more done because Shauna, it's not always about more. Sometimes less is more. And we need to remember that less is more. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Just because you can does not mean you should. Ooh, that's really good. Somebody needs to write that down. I need to write that down just because you can does not mean you should. Exactly. Yeah. There was definitely a time in my life when, um, my husband's mentor came to visit the kids were little. I was homeschooling and he spent a day with us and I thought, Oh, this is so good. I love when he comes because he always gets really honest with my husband and he always tells him the difficult things and life is always better for us as a married couple after he's been here. So I'm just so thrilled that he's coming. 
Well, he'd been with us for like a couple of hours. I mean, literally a couple of hours. He'd been with our whole family. And then he looks at me and he said, Shauna, I noticed that you're very reactive. You respond to every need. And he said, what would it look like for you if somebody asked you to do something instead of you responding immediately for you to just say, can I let you know in, in 24 hours? I just need some time to think about that. And I was like, he is coming after me yeah. right now. That's not what yeah. he's supposed to do. He's supposed to come here and fix my husband. Yeah. <laughs> but I felt personally offended yeah. that he was coming after me. But what I found out as I went, yeah, I can do that. No problem. Of course I can do that. Uh-huh. You know, with my attitude is that I was saying yes to everything. Like I was at home and I was homeschooling and I would have friends call me and say, oh, I've got this doctor's appointment with this one child. Can you watch my other children so I don't have to take everybody mm-hmm. to the doctor's office? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, of course I will. Yeah. Well, I'm teaching. I've got my kids yeah. and I'm responsible for their education, but now I've got other kids yeah. because I didn't yeah. know how to set yeah. boundaries and yeah. I didn't know what my priorities were. Yeah. You know, I was respond. I was reacting you to know, everything instead of intentionally responding. Not everybody might get this, but I got this vision of like a big piece of wadded up gum and everybody took a bite out of it and they were pulling on it. And the more that they took a bite and they were pulling it, the inner core foundation just got so thin. And God was showing me that was me. Hmm. And the thing about it, talking about homeschooling is your priority, right? And then other people were pulling on you. And the thing about it is, is we're so quick, like we're, we're in such go mode that we don't stop and pause and even think what's happened to us. Mm-hmm. We're used to like putting out the fires. That's a mom thing too. Yeah. Putting out the fires. Yes, yes, yes. And you know what? And we're going to talk about this later, like letting your no be your no. And it will mm-hmm. still upset people. And I wrote here in my notes today, Sean, is that we define our boundaries to protect us. And to protect our family and to protect our priorities. So the first thing we need to do is identify what the priorities are by yeah. sitting with the Lord. But in order to live out those priorities, it's not enough to just know them. We actually have to set boundaries and then we have to learn how to hold those boundaries. You have to have action steps. So you needed to be prepared the next time your friends called you. You need right. to have something in your back pocket to say, and it needed to be a firm answer, not a wavering answer. Right, right, right. We're talking today with Paula about burnout. And in just a few minutes ago, Paula, we were talking about how to identify your priorities. And I think another part of this you mentioned in your notes here is identifying the season that you're in right now. Absolutely. Knowing, is that about um, our capacity? Is that about our calling? Talk to me about that. All of that. Well, you know, you're saying I'm an author and I'm a speaker, right? And I got really excited about that. And I started running out and speaking and writing, but... I was exhausted, but God also got me to that place of realizing what my now season was. I, I'm still a mom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our first and most priority should always be God, our time with God, right? And yes. then from that, it's taking care of our family. You know, because what does God say? If I could trust you with a little, I could trust you with much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's so gentle when he, convict us, he convicts us, right? It's just this gentle condemnation. You know, well, there's no condemnation in Christ, but right. there's gentle conviction. But right. he just showed me that my family was a priority and that my son was not always going to be here. Mm-hmm. And so I learned to just slow down in that season and realize it was time at home. And the silliest thing, Shauna, cleaning house, making my bed, taking my son to the sports, putting my phone down, paying mm-hmm. attention to what he's saying. How was your day to my son and my husband? I mean, 
those should be our priorities because in this life, in this world, we get so busy that we just lose sight of what's so important. So in in the midst of that, in the midst of, okay, I want to talk about calling and maybe we need to save this for, you know, the next conversation, but I'm just going to throw it out there. There's a calling on your life that God has a ministry for you to step into. And it can, you know, that's exciting when God throws open a door like that, Mm -hmm. like Paula, you're going to write a book and you're going to travel and you're Mm going to speak and I'm going to open up all these opportunities for you. But before he called you to write a book, called you to be a wife, wife. called you to be a mom. Mm -hmm. And so there's, there are things that God is going to have us do. But what I'm hearing you say is it's important to identify what he called us to first. Yeah. Before well, before we I was a wife there. and before I was his mom, he called me to be his daughter. Right. And when I can understand I'm his daughter and my identity, the rest is all going to overflow. Mm, that's good. The rest is all going to overflow. We've talked a little bit about being able to identify when you're experiencing burnout how to know your season, how important that is, mm-hmm. how to identify what the priorities actually yeah. are. Yeah. But let's talk a little bit about this, the things that pull us away right. from our priorities and how do, how do we handle yeah. those? Well, here's the thing. If we can't identify the things that keep pulling us away, then we're going to keep going around the same mountain over and over. over. Mm. And I believe that the enemy wants to keep us in a cycle because, I mean, we all know the scripture, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And so if he can keep us in this cycle of saying yes to everything that we shouldn't be saying yes to, in this cycle of burnout, in this cycle of exhaustion, we're really not any good to ourselves, any good to other people. And here's the thing, as human beings, we're so good at giving the best of ourselves to everybody yeah. else that they that we give the leftovers to us and to God. And we need to flip the switch with that, Shana. Yeah. So how do we do that? We have to recognize the people, the places and things that are pulling us away from mm-hmm. our main priorities. And if I just if our main priority is to spend time with God, spend time with family, to take care of our health, or maybe you have this priority to write a book this year. We'll just use that as an example. Okay. If you do, you can't have a you can't have like 10 priorities, right. a priority to change a job, a priority to, you know, travel once a month. We got to maybe have three top priorities. Mm. And so for the person listening today, if you're driving and you're listening, I just want you to quiet your mind and say, if if I was to pick the three top priorities that are really important, that when I get to the end of 2023, I want to say, yes, mm-hmm. I made progress here. Right. What would that be? Mm-hmm. For me last year, Shauna, you know, it was my health mm-hmm. because um, I obviously I've lost a little bit of weight, but I needed to get my health in order because if I'm going to travel and speak, I need to feel good. Mm-hmm. I need to feel healthy. I need to have energy. So last year, that was one of the things that I focused on as a top priority. Yeah. So that's an example. You know, yeah. this year I've chosen to make sure at all times that it's with God. Mm. I don't get it perfect every time. Right. But then with my family. Yeah. I think one of the things is we, in our minds, we equate busy with 
successful, Mm -hmm. but also like busy with effective. Like if I'm doing a lot of things, I must be effective. But when you specifically said the words like circling the same mountain, like you can be busy and not be effective. You can just be spinning your wheels. It's like chasing the wind in Ecclesiastics. It's like you're so busy, but yet the house is still out of order. Your health is out of order. Your marriage is out of order. Your children are out of control, but you're busy. Mm -hmm. What would it look like to come back to that scripture be still and know that I am God? Mm -hmm. Because God is a God of order. He wants our life in order. He wants us to find that family life balance. You know, what is the fruits of the spirit? Peace, joy, love, happiness, self-control. Not perfection. That That's not in the fruits of the spirit. Perfection and striving. That's not fruits of the spirit, but that's where we find ourselves in this mm. world. Always pushing for more, more, more. So in order to know what's pulling us away from my priorities, we first have to identify what the priorities are. Yeah. And then everything else yeah. is a distraction. Yeah, absolutely it is yeah. a distraction. And, here, and a lot of times it comes in forms of people who are super close to us hmm. that want us to do more and to be more. Oh man, when, the urgence. The urgence. When in reality, God is saying, just sit with me. Let's talk a little bit about how to learn to hear the voice of God. Well, being in the speaking world, Shauna, I'll have a lot of women come up to me and say, hey, how do you hear from God? Or how do I know what God wants me to do? But I always tell them to slow down and practice and just sit with a journal. Mm -hmm. Even if you can't speak out loud praying to God, because there's a lot of people that don't trust God. They don't believe that God loves them. They don't believe God is listening to them, right? I always say just stop, pause, sit with a journal and start asking God your questions. Mm -hmm. What is it that you want me to do? What does my now season look like? But learn to sit and be still. And even if your answer doesn't come like right in that second, Listen for the little things. Listen to what your inner voice is telling you mm-hmm. because that's God giving you that nudge. And, you know, Joyce Meyer is one of my favorite speakers, always says you have to step out to find out. And, you know, sometimes we have to mm-hmm. believe that what we're hearing is truth mm-hmm. as long as it lines up with the word of God. Right, you know? right, right. Yeah, I think, you know, I think one of the um, most confusing things about learning to hear the voice of God is if you've never done that before, if you've never sat in the quiet and asked God a question and waited for him to answer it might surprise you that the thoughts that come to your mind, you'll think, well, that's just my thoughts. Yeah. That's just my voice. Yeah. But that space yeah. where those ideas come from, that's the space where God yeah. speaks. Yeah. What if you don't hear anything? Let's let's tackle that for a minute. Sure. If, even if you don't hear anything, go back to the previous thing you felt God calling you to do. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes he'll say, A, B, and C, work on this in your life. And then all of a sudden, five years have passed and you have avoided that. The the way the Lord works is he'll take you back to that until you can work on those things. Because if your life isn't in order, your health, your marriage, not perfection here again, but he'll sometimes keep you in a spot to work on something until you can pass that test. Mm. That's the way he works. Yeah, I've, you know, I've definitely experienced in my own life that obedience is yeah. always like a door. I feel yeah. like I feel like every time God calls me to something, it's like he hands me a key. Yeah. And I can have it in my hand. I can have it in my hand. I can know exactly what God has called me to do. Yeah. But until I stick it in the keyhole and turn that doorknob and walk through the door, yeah. I don't get to experience the new space. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. so yeah, I agree with you a hundred percent. Like hearing from God what yeah. he and then activating it because scripture tells us, right? Mm -hmm. Like the whole analogy of, 
you know, God speaking about who's wise and who isn't Jesus in scripture. When he tells us the story is he's, he talks about two people who heard the word of God. Mm-hmm. Both of them heard the word of God. Mm-hmm. He says, the wise man is the one who put it into practice. Yeah. So obedience yeah. is definitely a key. Yeah. Trust in your now season. What do you believe your priorities are? Mm-hmm. Being okay with where you are right now. Let go of FOMO, fear of missing mm-hmm. out. No longer striving, just be still and rest in Him. And that's how we can avoid exhaustion. We've talked about how it's important to identify your priorities, know the season that you're in, you know, the things that pull you from your priorities and hearing God's voice as we identify what we should be making a priority in our life. But another step in this whole thing is once you've done that, it's super important that we communicate yeah. those priorities yeah. to to other people in our lives. You know, Shauna, I like to say challenge any dysfunctional patterns in your life. Like what are the patterns that keep you stuck? And, mm. and it usually has to do with relationships and things that we keep saying yes to. Mm-hmm. And so for the person listening today who's saying, okay, I, I do feel exhausted, but how do I even get out of this? Is you got to identify what do you keep saying yes to? What patterns keep are keeping you stuck? Mm-hmm. What are the things that you keep going around the same mountain over and over again? So how do you identify those? Just a place where you feel like I always you're go, frustrated? Or? Yeah, I always have to go back to journaling. For me to put things on paper really helped me. Yeah. And I had to look at the things I kept saying yes to. And I'm going to share some examples today. Okay. One is I have grandkids. Mm-hmm. You know, my daughter would love for me to babysit all the time. My grandkids would love to be at my house all, all the, the time. time. <laughs> but I work and I, and you know, I still have my own responsibilities. Sure. And so I had to define the boundaries with that because as a Nana, you just want to say yes, like all oh, the time. Yes, that would be super <laughs> I, hard. Especially when she'll have my um, four-year-old grandson FaceTime me. Nana, can I come over? I'm like, oh, and I know that I have a full day. Sure. It is so hard to say no. Yeah. That's one example. And then I have a really good friend that I could go to lunch with all the time. But, you know, Shauna, we talked about identifying our season and mm-hmm. our priorities, yeah. which I still have a child at home, you know, who's a sophomore. I still have, you know, a husband helping him with the business. I'm a speaker, a writer, mom, wife, all those things, right? Yeah. So put Nana on top of that. Put going out to lunch with a friend. So it's it's defining what those boundaries are. Mm-hmm. So my girlfriend, you know, who was used to me going to lunch with her a lot or doing things or, you know, we were just busy together. Let's yes. just put it that way. Yeah. We had to have a hard conversation a couple of days ago and because there was this tension between us and I was like, come on, let's just lay this out on the table. Mm-hmm. And what I said to her is probably what you are feeling is I have put the foot on the brakes mm. because God has showed me the simple things that I need to do now. But you still have the gas, your foot on the gas. Yeah. And you're like, come on, Paula, let's do these things that we all used to do. I want you to know that nothing has changed about our friendship mm-hmm. and my love for you. Mm-hmm. But I have to focus on these priorities right now because this is going to be the best way I could take care of me and my son and my family and still have a little bit left for my ministry, my writing, my yeah. grandchildren, right? Yeah. Because Shauna, when we say yes to everything, when we're giving the best of ourselves to everybody else, there's nothing left for us. There's nothing left for us. So instead of giving our best to everybody, we need to start giving our best to ourselves and to God. That's very interesting because a lot of times 
in when I, I have the opportunity to mentor some younger women and a questions that a question that I ask them so frequently and I'll ask my own kids is, you know, when they're struggling with a decision is what would be the most life giving? You know what I mean? What would be the most life giving to you today? Would would it be more life giving for you to say no to that opportunity and stay home and get rested? Yeah. Or would it be more life giving for you to be with community? Yeah. You know, I think that's a question that could help us to discern what yeah, we're supposed yeah. to be about. Even relationships that may be toxic. Let's talk about that for okay. a minute. Let's, let's, you know, there may be a toxic relationship in your life that is completely draining you. Mm-hmm. So ask yourself, if I'm in that environment or when I hang up the phone with that person, how do I feel? It's the same thing that we say yes to in our lives. If I say yes to this, what am I going to have to give up right. to say yes to this? Okay, so I'm going to push back on the toxic conversation or toxic mm-hmm. people a little bit because... We, it's important to set boundaries. And if we, so correct me if I'm wrong, what I'm hearing you say with toxic relationships is if there is a toxic relationship that we need to put a boundary on that relationship as in like walk away from that relationship or, you know, it just depends. That's that's something you're going to have to pray with God. You know, usually if they keep breaking boundaries, then I would say that the relationship needs to change. Right. That's a Mm -hmm. whole other topic for a whole other day. We won't go there, but I'm bringing up the subject of toxic relationship to examine it. Is that another thing or another avenue that is exhausting you Mm -hmm. as a whole? Right. Okay. Oh, because that's, toxic so that's why I'm bringing them up into this. They, they are. You know, I did this long, long post the other day about emotional dumping. And it's when somebody just wants to call you and talk about the same thing over and over and over. Mm. Now, did I just allow somebody to dump on me, emotionally dump on me for an hour? I could have gave that hour and blocked out that spot with my mm. grandkids. Do you see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. This, this is why we're talking about what are our priorities? What are the dysfunctional cycles that ke- are keeping us stuck? Because... Our time and energy is so important and so precious. Life yeah. is so short. Yeah, and we do have to make choices. But I'm curious if somebody does call you and they are feeling, you know, emotionally, whatever, distraught, and you can tell that you're heading into an emotional dumping and like this could be the next hour of my life. <laughs> How do you set a boundary in that situation? Oh, sometimes I don't even pick up the phone. I'm like, oh, don't got time for that today Mm. because I know the pattern. Mm. I know the pattern. If I have my day set with intention and that person's calling and for the last 12 years, they've called to talk about the same thing over and over. I look at that now as like, nope, that's just going to distract me. And that's going to drain me when my energy needs to be going here. Mm. Yeah. But I used to get, it used to be flipped Hmm. where I, I got on the phone for an hour. Then it turned into two. But it wasn't just two hours. They emotionally drained me for the rest of the day. Right. You see what I'm yeah, saying? I These do. are the things that I'm trying to help people understand and recognize. And it all goes back to being able to hear the voice of God and know, am I supposed to pick up this phone and love on this person, yeah. you know, for 15 minutes and then set yeah. a boundary and say, I'm so sorry I have to go, but I will continue. You know, let me pray for you yeah. before we say goodbye or whatever. The Let's case look may at Jesus' example. Did he waste time chasing after Judas? No, he did I not. sure didn't. <laughs> So can you give us like some really solid nuggets on how to set boundaries with people? Mm -hmm. And I'm sure a lot of people heard the first simple one. First, no is an an acceptable answer. It's a complete sentence. Yeah. And I heard another speaker say the other day is that children explain, but adults, and she said it in a way that children explain, but adults do not have to. Hmm. I would really love to do that, but I'm going to have to say no. 
not no, but da 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 da. No, because no. my da, yeah, da, 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 not yeah. that. I'm so busy. But the, those, hmm. there's one more thing that I want to leave with the audience this morning, Shauna, is that there's hope in God. He's going to guide them and lead them. There's no shame in this. But we got to listen to ourselves. We got to listen to our bodies. Is our body screaming for help? You know, when is the last time that you stop and just asked yourself, what do I need right now? Like, what is most important in my life and what needs to change? And I'm going I'm to say that again is, what do I need right now? What needs to change and what is the most important in my life? And I think those are three areas that we can start. So if we can, in order for us to identify our priorities, ask what's the most important and start to establish these boundaries. What do we need to say no to? How are we going to say no? And what is that going to look like? Mm. And get ready for this. When people will push up against those boundaries, yep. people do not like boundary. Mm-hmm. They, they get offended. They take it as an attack. Right. But you know what? You are not responsible for their response. You are only responsible on, for girl. taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Because Shauna, we live in a world that is so exhausted, so burnt out. Not even If you don't have time to take care of yourself and to spend time with God, there is a problem. You yeah. know, and, and you know what? I was a single mom for a long time. And I remember how hard I fought to get my kids on a schedule to get them in bed by 8.30. So I had that last hour, mm-hmm. hour and a half to myself. So I could get up early and sit at the table with my Bible, my journal, my coffee. Yeah. I had to fight. Mm-hmm. And so I may be talking to somebody today that you are the only one that can fight for yourself. Mm-hmm. Choose your heart. Is your heart going to be establishing those boundaries or is your heart going to be sickness, disease and wore out? Because you didn't choose your hard. Choose your hard now. Right. It's hard to set boundaries, but it's hard to have to deal with the consequences of not setting boundaries. One of the boundaries that I had to learn to set when I started this job was I have to go to bed at 830. So a a hard boundary for me was from 8 p.m. on, I'm not willing to have any conversation of significance. You know, I am not willing to push back my bedtime later because something really cool is happening at church. Like I am, you know what I mean? I have to set a firm boundary there because I know that I can't get up in the morning and be who God has called me to be and do what he's called me to do if I'm not being responsible with my bedtime. Dissect that for a minute. Shauna, you're saying that I had to, you recognize that in order for me to pour out on the radio, in order for me to show up 100% for mm-hmm. myself and other people, I had to say no to, no, I can't stay up late. No, I can't do this. No, I can't do that because I have to show up for my job. And that's what we're asking people here today. Show up for yourself. Mm-hmm. What do you need to say no to in order to show up to yourself for yourself 100%? And so yeah. you can give to the things that are your priorities, like your family, your time with God, your work, mm-hmm. your health. I heard somebody else say, um, and I just kind of took it and put it in my pocket. I can't remember who said it because I want to give them credit. But they said um, it was something along the lines of, and it might have been Townsend and his book on boundaries, but something along the lines of, if your boundaries don't have consequences, it's just wishful thinking. Oh, yeah. That's you know what I mean? If you set a boundary and you say, oh, I'm not, you know, um, I can't think of a great example right now of there not being a, a consequence for it. But if you, if, if with somebody else, you say, I'm not able to do this and they push beyond that and they don't respect that boundary. There's got to be a clear 
consequence for pushing beyond that boundary or you're just hoping that they get it. Well, they're, they're not going to take you serious. If you keep yeah. saying, this is my boundary, you know, you got to mean what you say. Right. We don't have to be mean about it, but mean what you say and you got to stick to it. This is my boundary. But if they keep pushing it, there has to be a consequence. Maybe that's less access. Mm-hmm. You know, Lisa Turkstra has a whole new book out about boundaries that you, yeah. if you need some more support in this area, but maybe that's less access. Maybe it's less answering their phone call. There's got to be some consequences for those boundary pushers. All right. If you just had 30 seconds, one minute to say, like to just speak from your heart to somebody who right now feels so burned out, Paula, they're like completely overwhelmed. And they're like me when I was talking about the pain that I had in my joints and, and the doctor said, well, I think you're just overwhelmed and you need to give up some of your responsibilities. I'm like, I am a mom. I am homeschooling. Like I'm everything I'm doing is not something I can just stop doing. Yeah. So to the person who's feeling that in this moment, maybe they're, you know, the breadwinner for the home and they're like, I, I'm, I'm trying to meet the needs of my wife. I'm trying to meet the needs of meet the needs of my kids. I'm trying to be responsible and all these things. But I feel like I feel like I'm burning out. Yeah. From your heart to theirs. Yeah. What would you want them to know today? Whether you feel it or not, and I know this may sound simple, but God sees you, and I just want you to take like a d- big deep breath in, and I want you to take a big step back. And what that looks like is that it's okay to pivot. It's okay to refocus. It's okay to realign some things. And so when we're feeling exhausted and when we're feeling burnt out, that is our chance just to take a step back and say what needs to change. But sometimes it can be like staring at this big elephant in the room. You take one little small bite at a time. It doesn't mean you're going to perfect it. It doesn't mean you're going to get it all figured out. It's It's just recognizing that some changes need to be made in order for you to feel more peace in your life. That's good. Thank you so much for coming, for being here today and sharing your heart with us. We learned so much. I learned so much. I, you know, Oswald Chambers says there's very little that we need to learn and much we need to be reminded of. Yeah. I feel like our conversation today reminded me of a lot of things that were very timely and your, your, what you shared with us today has been a gift to my heart. So thank you, Paula, for your time. Yeah. You can connect with Paula at paulajoush.com. Her last name is J-A-U-C-H. But I want to leave you with this, my friends. Not words from me, not words from Paula, but Philippians 1, 6. I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Thanks so much for listening. Questions or comments? Text us at 800-968-8930. That's 800-968-8930.